0: This is Becoming You Again, and you are listening to episode number 132. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. Welcome to Becoming You Again, the podcast to help you with your mental and emotional well-being during and after divorce. This is where you learn to overcome the grief and trauma of your divorce. We're going to do that by reconnecting with yourself, creating lasting emotional resilience, and living a truly independent life so that your life can be even better than when you were married. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. All right, my lovely ladies, welcome back to today's podcast. I'm so glad you're here for the continuation of my conversation with Lauren Fair. In today's episode, we are going to be talking more about ADR-based coaching and how that can benefit you as you go through your divorce. We also talk about the keys to successfully navigating the transition from being married to divorced and then being able to move forward from there with your life. Lauren and I also have a really great conversation about being able to create safety and space to help you get the best answer when it comes to Deciding for yourself whether or not you should get divorced. And then at the very end of this episode, you are going to hear Lauren's top two tips on empowering women who are moving through the divorce process. I'm so excited for you to listen to the second half of this great conversation. And so let's dive in.
1: With respect to the ADR kind of based coaching, you know, another thing that we really work on is um skill building around negotiation and communication mm-hmm. and you know that's something that is really important for clients who want to participate in you know a process where there's some kind of negotiation happening so yeah. you know and that's present really in any process that you choose but it's it's more prevalent when say for example if you're choosing to go to mediation without attorneys you know then um that can be a great option for minimizing cost and, you know, for many reasons. Um, but I find that clients are usually not prepared to kind of act as their own attorney, if you will, in the mediation process. And so that's one of the things I really enjoy doing with clients is helping equip them to be able to successfully engage in that mediation process, um, to include knowing how to negotiate on their own behalf, um, and, you know, how to communicate, how to stay at the table, you know, when emotions, you know, run high, right. When he says that thing, you know, he's going to say, this is totally yeah. going to piss you off. And, um, you know, but maybe you don't want to, you don't want to end the mediation over it, but you know, you're afraid of what you might do yes. <laughs> if he says that thing. Right. I think that's so, so useful.
0: Like everything that you're talking about here is these are skills that I think, and I I always talk from a woman's perspective because number one, I am a woman, but also because of the clients that I work with and the people who listen to this podcast are, it's like a 99%, you know, women-based audience. But as women, we often are kind of Socialized to not speak up, to not ask for what we want, to not stay at the table, to go hide in the corner and cry or become emotional. And nothing wrong with emotions. I think feeling and processing through your emotions is a beautiful thing. But like you say, you know, if you're at the table and he says that triggering thing that you know he's going to say and it's going to maybe drive you over the top, if you have these skills in your pocket where you're able to stay, take a breath, get out the words that you want to fight for, ask for voice, what it is that you want in this negotiation process. That's only going to serve you as you go through this divorce, instead of like, as you say, that's it. We're done with this mediation. It's over. We're just giving it to the judge now. Maybe this is your opportunity to get to the place that you want and show up for yourself in the process without needing to spend all of the funds that you had put aside for your divorce or that you have found for your divorce on throwing it at lawyers. And instead, you have the confidence going into this mediation process and being able to show up for yourself because you now have these skills in your back pocket.
1: Yeah, because really, I think when that conflict happens, it's an opportunity to do one of two things. You can either blow up Yeah. Blow up the mediation. Which usually
0: isn't going to lead to any good, right?
1: Yeah. Or you can de-escalate it as difficult as that might be, right? Based on whatever it is that just happened. But it's the ability to pause and look at, you know, what do I want to do here in light of what my long-term goals are? And, you know, a lot of the time staying at the table serves those ends. And so, you know, it's kind of having a protocol for when this gets really tough emotionally, what am I going to do? And maybe when is that time that I'm going to pull the plug on it? You know, there might be times when that's appropriate, but knowing in advance, like here's when I'm going to take the de-escalation approach, or here's when I'm going to say this isn't working. Yeah.
0: That's so smart. It's like having the plan in, you know, that you've laid out ahead of time. And it's kind of knowing that boundary line of like, if this boundary is crossed, that's it, we're done. But can I deescalate? Can I keep myself in my prefrontal cortex and ground myself in some way? How can I show up to support myself in the really tough moments? But I know that if I can get through these tough moments, we're going to hit the goal that I'm looking for, Or, or at least get as close to it as possible.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my goal for clients is always that you know, they're going to be more credible, more prepared, more organized. Um, They're going to be able to emotionally regulate in the process when they need to and be ready to make decisions that, you know, are in alignment with what their long-term goals and what their best interests are. You know, I think the, the work that I do is primarily you know, centered around that successful engagement in the divorce process. And I think that I likes coaching in that area because I have so much experience handling the process and knowing yeah. kind of all the places that we're going to need to make decisions, all the places where we're going to spot issues that are going to be coming up that we want to, you know, have a plan for. But I think too, for you, like the grief aspect is so important to not only, like I said, you know, be able to successfully kind of work to engage in the process, right? Yeah. To be even, even able to to um, engage in that. But also it's, I think, a, a longer term, you know, project that you work on in the sense that, you know, it takes time to to work through that grief. And that's really yeah. something that is um, key to successfully navigating like the life transition piece of the divorce process. Yes.
0: And I think that's kind of the pro that's that's part of the divorce that I think can be just as scary as the actual legal process. It's this, and you kind of spoke to it at the beginning with this uncertainty. It's this idea of like, what is my life going to look like outside of this marriage? I, I know for me, that was a big deal. I'd been married for 20 years almost. And so, And I'm, I know I'm not the only woman out there, but even if you have gone through a short marriage, you've had this idea of what your life is looking like in that moment and what it has looked like in the past and going into this unknown and having to transition through that and feeling incapable or, uh, not confident in what that's going to look like, who you're going to be, how you're going to support yourself, how that's going to look for your kids. That can be a very scary thing. And so i think like having both of those something to help you through the transition and support you in the way that you need legally but then also understanding yourself enough and trusting yourself enough to know i can handle this i can figure this out it's going to be okay outside of this divorce
1: definitely and and i think that's really important foundational work too because i have so many potential clients that i talk to who have been thinking about divorce for a long time and it is, you know, that kind of grief around, you know, the fact that they they know that the marriage is over in some way. Yeah. And they have been, it's oftentimes women. It's not always, but oftentimes it is women who have been thinking about divorce for a long time before they actually take the steps to initiate the process. And yeah. so there is grieving that's happening, you know, before the, the process starts. And it doesn't mean that it's just You know, done at the point that they're starting the legal process, but, um, I think sometimes so much of of those emotional challenges plus the uncertainty that you were talking about about the future really, you know, stops them from making the decision to move forward for a while. Yeah, I think you know, I was talking recently with some some colleagues about this. I think the average is like when talk can um think about divorce for like at least six years sometimes before Mm -hmm. they actually move forward with it. And that's a really long time, you know, it's a long time when, you know, life is short and, you know, that might be the right amount of time for somebody because of course we're talking about ending, you know, a significant relationship in your life and causing a lot of changes and it, it, it warrants its due consideration um but i i just hear from a lot of clients that really they knew what they wanted long before that and it was just the fears and you know the grief that um you know presented challenges with moving forward
0: yeah and i think that's kind of where so much of my focus is is really helping women especially step in and but men can do this too step into that knowing and being willing to allow and open up to quicker Because I think the more you can understand from your intuition and what's best and right for you, the more like willing you are to kind of make those decisions, even with the fear, Yeah. even with knowing it's going to be scary. There's going to be challenges. And I know this is the right decision for me. I know I'm going to be okay. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to like, I know this is right for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it is so important to feel like you have your own back in this process, like you have self-confidence around your ability to be okay. Yeah. In the future, and I think it's hard sometimes to access that because oftentimes the circumstances that led to the breakdown of the marriage, I think, you know, have the impact on many clients that I talk to. Um on, you know, on their self-confidence and where they are with things um, on that front. And so it's hard to, um, I think, be your most confident on your own, right? When you're, when you're at that point.
0: Yes, I can, I can totally relate to exactly what you just said, because that was me in my, in my marriage. I, I so felt like I didn't have confidence in who I was. I didn't have confidence in my own voice and my own opinions, and I didn't trust myself necessarily to like make decisions that I felt were right for me. But I was able to step into moments of clarity and moments of peace and getting to that, you know, my client or the people who listen to this podcast have heard me tell my story many, many times. So I'm sorry if you're hearing it again, but that moment when I was on a walk and I just asked myself, you know, what is it that I really want? And I just kind of let go of all outside opinions about all outside people who maybe would be judging me or the shame I might feel or the guilt I might feel over whatever decision I made. And I just knew in that moment what I wanted and what I needed was a divorce. And there was so much peace that just kind of washed over me. And I had to keep going back to that moment, back to that feeling as I went forward with the process, as I told my ex or my husband at the time that I wanted a divorce, as we told the kids. As we told family members, as we went forward with the process, I had to keep going back to that moment to kind of anchor into that trust of this is the right decision for me. I know it's right. And I'm not going to let all these outside, you know, influences try and tell me that I've got it wrong when I know for me, it was right. And I think it's important for women to know that they can do that for themselves. Even if you don't go into this process feeling fully confident, there are moments when you can tap into that knowing and just go back to that belief for yourself, anchor into it or borrow somebody else's belief, whether it's your lawyer, your divorce coach, your grief coach, whoever, somebody else who might have you know, that belief and in that confidence and knowing that you're doing the right thing for you, borrow it from them if that's what you need to do in those moments.
1: Oh yeah, that that's so good. Was there ever a time I'm wondering Karen like where you when you asked yourself that question and it the answer was not clear?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I struggled with uh like my I found out that my husband was having an affair. Um but I was kind of that woman who had had questioned whether or not I should get divorced for years before that. And just kind of because of the culture that I grew up in, the religion that I was raised in for years, uh divorce wasn't necessarily always an option. And so I kind of would just push it away. You know, the thought would come in, maybe maybe I should go for this. And it would just I would just push it away. But yeah, for sure, my husband at the time and I, we went back and forth about whether we should or shouldn't get divorced. And so often the idea was like let's try and stay together for the kids. Let's try this and see if this works. And then we can just like figure out how to be happy. Or maybe this is just what life is and you can't really like be happy. And so there were often, I would ask myself that question and maybe it was that fear that was holding me back. I didn't necessarily want the answer to be because of that uncertainty, because I didn't know what was on the, uh, the other side of it. And so yes, there was definitely moments when I was ambiguous into what that answer was, or I wasn't allowing myself to fully say the truth.
1: Yeah. So what do you think got you from that place to the one where you were on that walk and the answer was clear? Mm, That's an interesting question. So I
0: think for me personally, I started dating when we were in the uh, separation process. And so I had met a guy who Really offered me the opportunity to start voicing my opinion in a way that I hadn't really felt like I was allowed to. He didn't really judge me for voicing my opinion. He very much encouraged me to say what I thought, to have my own thoughts, even if they were different from his. And I hadn't had that in my relationship in a really, really long time. I didn't feel like I was allowed to have my own. my own opinions, my own voice. And so I had been really afraid to go to that place of like, it's okay for you to think this. It's okay for you to want this. And so I think that offered me a little bit of courage. Maybe even it's like I was borrowing some of that belief from him in encouraging myself to open up to the truth of what it was that I really wanted. And also I had been working on my own confidence and been working on loving myself. I've told this story many times as well, but. When I, you know, first was deciding on whether or not I wanted to get divorced, I recognized that my self esteem was very low and I really didn't like myself very much. And so I had started and I did this for months and months and months before I even decided to get a divorce. I started just telling myself five things that I liked about myself every morning. And sometimes it was the same five things. And sometimes I was able to come up with five different things, but I just started kind of growing that self love and that self compassion in me. And I think that also opened me up to stepping into some of that knowing of what was right for me. Mm. And I think that's something that like everyone has the ability to do. It's just a matter of knowing how to kind of unlock it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like some, you needed some like mental or emotional space yeah, a bit to even kind of entertain. Like if I'm, kind of separated from this person in my mind for a moment yes. Like, and then kind of seeing what, what comes up for you yeah. about, you know, what might work better.
0: Yeah. I think there was like, it, it was almost, and I didn't really recognize this until probably within the last year, but I think there was like an emotional safety that I was missing when I would ask myself before it was almost like, I didn't feel safe giving a true, honest answer and so I wasn't able to tap into that. I would either brush it off, pretend like what I was doing was what I wanted. And maybe it was, maybe in those moments, it was what I wanted. I, I can't say for sure. Uh, but I do know when I felt safe in that moment, when I asked myself that question, the truth came out and it came out in like the most peaceful answer I think I've ever felt in my life. And yeah. that is that was such clarity for me. So I think you're right. I think there is like an emotional, um, almost like a bubble of safety that you can allow yourself to get true and real answers when it comes to the difficult things that happen in your life, whether it's a divorce or anything else that might be happening for you.
1: Yeah. And I think that's one of the um, benefits and the beauty of divorce coaching is being able to create that space for somebody to feel safe. And you know, ask them those you know, questions that I think oftentimes we don't ask ourselves. Like, I love that you were able to ask yourself like, what do I really want here?" Yeah. but it's it's amazing how often we don't ask ourselves those types of questions. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it could be really empowering to know, like this is really what I really want. And then what you decide to do with that from there, you know, it's still your decision. Like, just because you decide this is what you want, doesn't mean you actually have to move forward if you don't want to. A hundred percent. But, you know, it can be, I think, really helpful to have that clarity to then use in, you know, assessing the options about what would this look like if I were to move forward? What would this look like if, you know, I were to stay? And maybe there's a third option there of like, what if, you know, I were to do something else, like some other creative option, maybe that involves waiting to a later time or something. But I think, you know, when you're able to make those decisions from a really honest place for yourself, you know, it's a lot more empowering and deliberate, you know, than just, you know, staying in that state of confusion that really is in and of itself a decision, which is just to not move forward. But then, but then you, think still play through the scenarios in your mind though. So it creates a lot of, I think, emotional uh, turmoil. Yes, turmoil.
0: Yes, exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think so many women do experience that because they're, they're feeling stuck. They're not feeling safe to answer honestly. Maybe the honest answer is I want to stay. I want to work on the marriage. i Love this person. I want to, you know, work it out. Maybe it is like you were saying, there's not just the one answer of like always divorce. It could be something else. It could be staying. It could be working together. It could be, it could be divorce. It could be some other creative option as well, something else. But really allowing yourself to get to that place where you know for you what's best. I think that is that is gold. And I think it's definitely an underutilized skill that we aren't taught how to tap into.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a good point that, you know, divorce coaches are not pro-divorce. Yeah. Um, We are pro our clients. Yes. <laughs> Emotional best, well-being. Best, yeah. Best you interest.
0: <laughs> what's, what's going to be best for the client. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes that does look like staying. So then how, if you're going to stay though, how do we, make changes yes. so that you know the situation is different than it's been to date, you know. Because so that, to date
0: it's gotten you to this point. Right. You don't want to continue things the way they are have continued. Yeah. So I love that. I love that distinction of like it's not always the divorce coach's goal to like get you out of the marriage if that's not what the client actually wants.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think you know clients who are at the decision making stage, I think it is important to really look at the options with an eyes wide open approach of yeah. like what are all the implications of moving forward with a divorce? There's lots of reasons not to get divorced. Um, but there's lots of reasons, you know, to get divorced. And I think you know, you gotta really look at both of those as deeply and comprehensively and honestly as possible and determine, you know, as a personal decision for your situation, you know which one of those do I want but I think sometimes those decisions are made without really a full understanding of yeah. what the long-term implications are of either one you know yeah. whether it's staying or it's going I love it yeah. I love it
0: Well Lauren thank you so much for being on my podcast if there was like any tip that you would give when it comes to empowering someone obviously women especially but As they go through this divorce process, do you have anything that you would just kind of lay out there that you want to kind of leave my audience with as your best empowering tip? Sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I love empowering women to engage in this process. And I think what comes to mind is uh, primarily two things. One is knowledge is power, and it's important to get the right education about what your options are, about the processes about what the future might look like, you know, if you were to move forward with the decision to to like I said, either go or stay. Right. Yeah. So looking at like where are the educational gaps here of what do I need in terms of information from other people to then combine with my own, you know, self-knowing of you know, what I know is best for me to be able to, you know, make a, a sound decision for the future. On that note too, uh, one of the teachers that I've learned from in the divorce coaching space, Deborah Doak always says that, you know, fears are questions waiting to be answered. And so really obtaining the information and the expert perspective that maybe you lack about, you know, the process or some of the substantive issues um, or the decisions that need to be made along the way can go a long way in empowering you. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's the education combined with having the right support to be able to um, really talk through what is, you know, going to be best for you Um, and to also, you know, be able to have someone help you facilitate those decisions that are going to need to be made along the way, because the impact of that really is saving a lot of time, money, undue stress. And, you know, kind of like we're talking about increasing your confidence, you know, around your ability to engage in the divorce process successfully and also to, you know, have that next chapter be. As beautiful as it can be.
0: Oh, that, that's such a beautiful way of saying it. And I love that so much. I feel like we should just mic drop, done, nailed it. <laughs> 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 those two things are so key. And I, I totally agree. I think that those two things the knowledge is power and having somebody in your corner, you know, support system that is really going to help you through this process are huge when it comes to adding to your confidence you know, getting you through this transition and moving forward to create the kind of life that you want. I think that's all such a beautiful, beautiful way of like tying it all in a bow and saying, here you go. You've made it through this process. And now what? Now, where do you want to go from here?
1: Yeah, I think it's just really important to remember that you really are the captain of your own divorce ship. Yeah. You know, you you have lots of input, you have help around you, but really you are the one that is in charge and should be, you know, directing how it proceeds and, you know, being able to navigate an unfamiliar and difficult like legal process and the life transition that comes with it is just, can be a transformative experience. Yeah, Beautiful.
0: Wow. Well, thank you again for being here. You are a wealth of knowledge. I have absolutely enjoyed our conversation and I think all of my listeners are going to get so much from this. Can you tell my listeners how they can find you if they want more information about working with you or just about you in general?
1: Of course. Yeah. Uh, You can find me on my website at laurenfaircoaching.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram at laurenfaircoaching. Awesome. I will
0: put all of that in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't get your driving or something and you didn't, you missed it. It's in the show notes. You can just (laughs) click there and find Lauren, but thank you again so much for being here. You're amazing. And I'm so grateful for you.
1: Thank you so much, Karen. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Hi, friend. I'm so
0: glad you're here and thanks for listening. I wanted to let you know that if you're wanting more, a way to make deeper, more lasting change, then working one-on-one with me as your coach may be exactly what you need. Together, we'll take everything you're learning in the podcast and implement it in your life with weekly coaching, real-life practice, and practical guidance. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, go to KarenNelsonCoaching.com. That's w That's w Thanks for listening. If this podcast agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow and give me a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more details about how I can help you live an even better life than when you were married, make sure and check out the full show notes by clicking the link in the description. friend. I'm so glad you're here and thanks for listening. I wanted to let you know that if you're wanting more, a way to make deeper, more lasting change, then working one-on-one with me as your coach may be exactly what you need. Together, we'll take everything you're learning in the podcast and implement it in your life with weekly coaching, real-life practice, and practical guidance. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, go to KarenNelsonCoaching.com. That's w That's w Thanks for listening. If this podcast agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow and give me a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more details about how I can help you live an even better life than when you were married, make sure and check out the full show notes by clicking the link in the description.